My name is Jamie. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and it's a joy for me to get to do what I get to do week in and week out and be a part of this. And I never get tired of saying thank you, Lord, for letting me get to be a part of this and get to walk with you guys. It is the best, uh, it's not without trials, but it's the best thing that I could imagine doing with my life and, uh, and getting to do it with you guys and we together are making an eternal difference in the lives of others for the glory of God. We're serving God's purpose in our generation. And I was just, where did Brent go? I lost him. You know, uh, I, I was just sitting there. I am so proud of Brent Pennington, you guys. He is, he is an awesome, faithful has lived it out, has done this stuff, gone long haul. We have walked together for, um, back, started in 99, 2000, along in there, you know, and it's just living life, living our, a big chunk of our lives have now been lived together. And uh, this is what it's about, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're called to be a part of the mission of God, and it's not an optional thing, you know, it's like, 401, 501, like the really advanced people do this, to be added to the people of God means that we are joined to the mission of God where we're moving forward together. I don't know if that works, but I'm just thankful for you, man. I was like, oh, don't lose it. I love you, brother. And uh, so maybe that'll even be on there for, for Julie. Love Julie, too. You can tell her to listen to at least the first two minutes. It was real good there for a little bit. Okay. I'm just kidding. The rest is going to be good, too. Okay, so if you would, open your Bibles to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Oh yeah, one other thing. This is really cool because this is a, it's kind of a Christ fellowship. Uh, um, we have some, a lot, we've got some connections to Baylor at this church. We've got some connections to ACU. I know, I'm not, I shouldn't have said that. Because then every, what about the Red Raiders? And what about the TCU and all these different schools? So, um, ACU today just, just came out. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and there is a page here, you guys, where, um, I don't know if I can just find it quickly. Here we go. So on a full sp uh, page spread, they're honoring alumni. And uh, Rick Ashley, a dear friend who preaches up at the Hills, is the alumni of the year. And then the outstanding junior alumni of the year is Randy and Anda Brown. And then on the other side of the page over here, I, what is this, an honorable mention or something? I don't know. But Brent and Julie Pennington are over there as well. It's like, hey, Christ Fellowship Day and the ACU Today thing. So there we go. Uh, TCU, all the Big 12, I don't want to leave anybody out. I bless all of your schools, and I'm thankful for everybody that got an education somewhere. All right. Great. Don't anybody come up and say, in the Big Ten and the SEC, I know I'm going to miss something. I'm going to be in trouble with you left out the, the small schools, yes, in North Texas State, yes, University of North Texas. That really dates me. Um, okay, so Psalm 23, we are in the, the second part of a little series here on Psalm 23. I'm calling Restoring the Soul, and uh, I want to just take a few minutes on this, this idea of realigning ourselves with the Lord. Specifically, we're going to be looking at verses 3 and 4, but let's just read through the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Lord, bless the reading of your word today. And so last week we talked about reconnect, and we talked about the importance of starting with Jesus. Why do we start with Jesus? Because this thing is a mystery to us. God is a mystery to us without the revelation of Jesus Christ, who is the mystery of God revealed. So God is like hidden to us until Jesus comes and makes him known. Now we, there's writing there and there's all kinds of, some of it's on track and some of it is off track. You know, like the, the guys in Job, they didn't see clearly about who God was. And we all need the light that shines in the darkness, Jesus Christ, in order to understand what God is really like. Can everybody hear that? So we, we hit that real hard last week. We said, man, we need Jesus even to understand Psalm 23 in the best way possible. And uh, I sent out a video link with a little letter last, uh, my friend Jimmy Seibert down in Waco, encouraging us about devotions and spending time with the Lord. And if anybody needs that link, just call the office, we'll get it to you. Just a great little seven-minute video encouragement on uh, spending time with the Lord. I found that in my own experience that I can encourage you guys like crazy about spending time with the Lord and say it's the most important pastoral piece of advice I could ever give you. And sometimes you hear that, but then you hear it from somebody else and you go, wow, we need to spend time with God. <laughs> so you need to hear it from other people <laughs> too, right? So here we go. Why do we need to realign ourselves? Not a trick question. Remember uh, last week we talked about the sheep with the GoPro camera on its back and just running all over the field and Jesus pops into the screen every now and then trying to pull us back. You know, that's why we need to realign we need to reconnect. We need to realign. And one of the ways we can tell that we need to realign, let me give you five areas. Just, I'm not going to, this is not the points, but just five areas, reasons why, or you can tell that they're the realign areas. One is devotion. And you can tell when you're getting off in devotion by uh, just stuff starts cropping up in your life, maybe some sin struggles, temptations. Uh, you ever been in a meeting where you were like angrier than what was completely uh, appropriate for that meeting? And you, you're like inside your legs going, and you're doing a muscle or something, and you wanted to go outside and go, ah! Please somebody identify with me on that. I just feel like I'm hanging myself out there. So that's a warning sign. That's a flag to go spend time with Jesus. Okay? There's lots of those things. So devotional, that's a, that's a key area to watch out for. Health, health would be like, hey, you need to kind of, you know, run a little bit or exercise. I got a bad knee, so I can't do that, but I can walk. You know, we've talked about how I mocked the guys walking with their wives, and now that's me, totally. You, you have to serve what you judge down the road somewhere. Um, that's me. But Stay in shape. That's an important, you know, you can, there's some warning flags on, you know, if you're not, you, and when you're not feeling well, it's hard to be on track with Jesus, you know, just when you're getting sick or whatever. Diet, you know, there's warning signs in our diet. We can't eat things that clog up our blood vessels and all that stuff and hope to be long-term for God, right? Diet, so you gotta, you gotta do what your wife tells you and not get so many hamburgers and 
eat some salad and pasta with a little bread stuff with dip with, and, and not so much salt. Not, I had too much salt. And then we're going to stop now. We're not going to keep going on that. There's actually a longer list than that. Sleep. Sleep is another area where it's like a warning sign if, you, if you're, you know, not taking care. You need some realignment in the sleep area. Anybody know that that can wear you down if you're not sleeping at night? And forgiveness would be another area where we just, man, it will kill you if you don't keep a short, just uh, keep up with things that you need to forgive. And so just because if you don't forgive, it allows the enemy to work in our lives, gives him a place to a foothold, and for long it becomes a stronghold, and he's got a real place to operate from. And we don't want to do that. That's a warning sign, right? So those are areas where we can realign sometimes. Now, the interesting thing is about alignment is that we struggle to give up control. We want to have things like, I'm dating myself, Burger King, do they still say, do it, have it your way? We want it our way. That's old. That's bad. Um, but we, we struggle sometimes to let the Lord lead us, and it's, it's part of the fall. We think we've got the way that it needs to happen. We struggle uh, with authority sometimes in our lives, the Lord's authority. Let's just leave it at the Lord's authority. We are the nation that was birthed out of a spirit of what? Independence. Independence. We want to do things our way. That, I would even say, that is our one of our main ways we know ourselves as a nation, right? The spirit of independence. And uh, I was reading through something that uh, a friend had sent me about this psalm. He was this famous professor who had taught at Duke and then Princeton Theological Seminary. He was head of the seminary there, taught for 40 years. And he, he noticed that over time, students that used to respect and, and really uh, like bow a knee to the scriptures and to Jesus, over time, they stopped being so respectful. And he was reading through Psalm 23, and one student blurted out real loud that this psalm is absolutely offensive. It's offensive to me. And other students joined in with her in saying that it's disgusting that there's any suggestion that we as human beings who are developed in our intellectual capacity would be compared to dumb sheep. And so she just laid it out there, and he agreed with her. He said, I agreed that humans must not be portrayed as if they are stupid sheep that periodically walk off a precipice in constant dependence on the creature that's in front of them. Does that make sense? Like, we never just blindly walk off following somebody else. Ah! You know, anybody ever have their mom say, now if Mark jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff too? I thought that would connect with more than 10 of you guys. But one of the things that we have to appreciate about this psalm is that it's about, it's about a hope for restoration. And when we come into alignment with Jesus, what he's going to do, what, he, what he's trying to do here is good for us. What we need to think of, what did Jesus reveal God as being in the New Testament? A loving father. You, you just don't get it from the Old Testament 15 times in the Old Testament, but in John alone, Jesus comes on the scene and says, God is a father. He's a father that you can love and you can trust. He's like a father. 
And so think about a loving father, and what is a loving father going to do? Your three-year-old's running out in the, in the street, and you say, no, stop. And you might even say it with some force, but it's only for their good, right? It's a command. Authority's needed. Authority needs to be obeyed and submitted to, but it's just totally for their own good. And so with Jesus at the starting place, he says, I want to, as the shepherd, give you my peace. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I want to give you my joy. You know, I've said these things so that my joy, the fullness of my joy, will be yours. And you'll share in that. He, I want you to have my Father's love. Father, I pray that the love that you have for me will be in them. And they'll experience this kind of love, the love that we share together. That's where this thing is going. So the main thing is this. The Lord wants us to align ourselves with Him so that we can experience His love, comfort, and restoration. But just like we were singing about a minute ago. Well, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want love, comfort, encouragement, peace, joy, restoration? Yet, we struggle with this sometimes. So what are the issues? What are the issues? And why would we not want to align with God? And what happens when we do? I'm going to take... 10, 10, 15 minutes here and unpack this, maybe 10 minutes. And so here's the deal. The first part is the problem. The problem is there's all these commands and we don't know what to do with the commands because we get a wrong idea about God and we turn away from looking at Jesus and start thinking up our own ideas about God. And I'm not just saying this is for somebody that doesn't believe in Jesus. This is anybody. I can do this a hundred times during a week and I love Jesus, but I can drift. And I'm just, I'm like that sheep that's just, I, I can drift. I so want to follow Jesus with all my heart. I love intimacy with him, but I can drift. And when I drift, I get wrong ideas about what God's really like. And so all of this, the problem then is this, he guides me, he makes me, he leads me. His rod and staff. You've got all these things. Are we going to trust the Lord or not? That's really the question, isn't it? So the problem, and uh, anybody ever heard hashtag the struggle? Younger part of the... I didn't know that much about it. I started getting texts a while back from Matthew. You know, he was like, you know, man, this class is hard. Hashtag the struggle. I was like... It's accounting. I mean, it's, it's tough. I don't know that it like gets, but it's, it's part of pop culture right now. Hashtag the struggle. And for us, this is our view of God. Hashtag the struggle. Hashtag the struggle big time. Hashtag the struggle. We keep drifting. Hashtag the struggle. We keep looking away from Jesus. And we constantly are fighting a wrong view of God. And we can't see God no matter how pious we think we are no matter how not sinning we've lived during this last week, we can't see God apart from Jesus Christ. We will end up in a ditch apart from Jesus Christ. Again, remember the guys that studied the Bible the most when they were standing face to face with the, with the Son of God, with God in the flesh, they thought He was the devil because they weren't looking to Him to see what God is really like. He's the light like John 1 says, that shines in the darkness. And we're fighting this stuff in our flesh, who we are in the fall. We want to be in charge. 
We can't imagine that God's way would be better than the way I can think it up for myself. Isn't that weird? We think, I'm looking at the situation here, and I can imagine for my own self what's better for me than God can imagine what's better for me in moving forward. And so it's a struggle. It really, really is. It's part of our fallenness. It's, it's just, uh, and, and we put that on God as well. The problem is the way we see God. And uh, we see things through the lens of our pain and our wounds. And it's so hard to believe that God is good. You know, it's like Camille was saying earlier, you know, that God is good, that He's done that, that He's clothed us in Christ, that He's done it when we couldn't do anything. His grace is so amazing. And His kindness is so incredible. And I do want to align. I do want to repent. But it's not in order to get, a, it's, it's not in order to get what God's already given to me, to make something happen that He's already given to me in grace. Does that make sense? You know, it's not just the students that react that way sometimes to what the Lord's saying. I don't want to be a dumb sheep. I want to feel more important than a dumb sheep. You know, and so we struggle with it, giving up control to someone else. And when we do, the result for us is frustration, anxiety, pain, ongoing wounds, inability to move forward, forgive, heal, love others, holding on to grudges, all that kind of stuff. And that's the problem. But here's the promise. Here's the good news. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness, in the right paths. That's what that means. For His name's sake. So God guides me, and Yancey and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, the name for the Lord here is not the normal Hebrew word for the Lord. The name that's used in the Hebrew here is Yahweh. Yahweh. And so that is the covenant name of God. And when God says his name is Yahweh, that's the covenant name, it's, what he's saying is, I'm going to do all that I said I'm going to do. It's on me. It's on me to fulfill this in your life. That's good news. That God is in this all the way. He's not halfway in. He's not waiting to see if we're going to do it just right, if we're going to perform just right. He's in. He's in, and He's going to do it for His namesake. Isn't that good news? God is going to do this thing. He's going to be faithful to who He is, to what His promises are, to what His name is. Even through the darkest valley, He's going to be with us. And He has made these promises. And check it out. Those verbs that I referred to just a minute ago, He makes me. He leads me. He guides me. Those things that are struggles for us, it's all for our best. It's all for our good. You know, and so it, it, it makes us when you get a vision for it, you want to get the Word of the Lord for living life, for living whatever you have to do this week. God made these promises. And even His rod and staff, you know, it's like a boundary for me. When that rod is there, when His staff is there, instead of me running out in the street or doing something dumb, following somebody off a cliff, you know, His rod is there to reassure me. Because I, apart from Jesus... 
am an anxious mess. Some of us, we've, we haven't seen that. But the older you get, I keep telling people, the older you get, the more you see your fragility. Like, not, <laughs> like man, I thought I was going to get better and better, up and to the right. Well, it is kind of up and to the right in Jesus because we're becoming more like Him. But the more you press into Him, the more you look to Him, the more you see what needs to be transformed in your own life. And so this rod and staff thing, don't think of it as like a bummer. Think of it as like we're nervous sheep and we're just, we're running around, we're freaking out about the latest thing that happened in our work, marriage, kids, parents. And I'm just, uh, and his rod pulls me into his, that was kind of weird, but it pulls me into his, I, I get feedback, I'll get some feedback on that. I, I, but he's wanting us to find emotional stability, health, and where all those warning flags are going up in our lives. He wants to be the source of life for us. He wants us, as we align with him, to walk in his peace, to walk in his life, to walk in his joy. You know, and, and that authority, you guys, isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for us. You ever been in a crisis and somebody knew exactly what to do? They were like authoritative, you know, and they just knew exactly what to do. And it was like, yeah, I'm with you. Just tell me what to do. That's a good thing. I mean, I remember being in Iraq in 04 and going to checkpoints and people with machine guns and all this stuff. And Jimmy, my friend, just knew what to do. And I was like, I'm, there's, not, there's no part of me that was like, yeah, I think we need to just, you know, come up with some idea. I was like, submissive? Tell me what to do. I'm with you, man. That's what I'm talking about. So if you've experienced that, you know how good it can be. It's when somebody's able to say, hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You know, and the longer we live, the more we live through this kind of stuff where we can actually help other people. You know, Tiffany has been through enough to help other people. Chris is able to help some other people because of the stuff that he's been through. And we can hear, as we grow up, we can start hearing the Lord say, hey, I've got this. Who needs to hear that word today? I've got this. I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. You know, all these things in Psalm 23 here, they're pictures of intimacy. Pictures of innocence. Now, we get the glorious stuff in the next psalm. The Lord, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's like this glorious big picture, but not Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is Him leading us, Him nurturing us, Him caring for us. Just gentle intimacy. And that realignment comes, it's, it's coming into His mercy, His kindness, His provision, His rest, His community. All of these, uh, not fearing, knowing His love. All of these, not overbearing. He's not a hard master. He's good. And He loves us. And if we could just have the broad perspective, we'd see it. You know, this past week, I don't, I don't think Becky's here this morning, but you know, Chris, Chris Weatherly died. And uh, he was in our life group. And he died after a short battle, went to be with Jesus. A short battle with cancer. Found out seven weeks later his life was over. And uh, 
went to be with Jesus. And I sat there, you know, there's probably four or five hundred people at the funeral down in Waco, and I'd get, I did a little piece in, in, in the deal and everything. But I was listening to people talk that had known Chris and Becky for 30 years. And it was just a, I wish they were here for maybe two. And I wish they could have been here longer, listening to Susan Peters say, we named our daughter after their daughter. When we started having children, found out I was pregnant, we went over to their house and said, what do we do? <laughs> you know, that's Chris and Becky. You know, and you get to hear this perspective. And you know, he wasn't perfect. He, he wasn't perfect. Jimmy at the graveside said, he would, Chris would always say this, hey, wild man, and lean in real close, like six, eight inches, kind of in that personal space area, you know. Hey, wild man, and he'd always tilt right. And Jimmy said, you know, I thought he had hearing loss in his left ear, but it was just the way he did it. Hey, wild man. You know, and he, this, it's not a picture of perfection, but at the end, man, the testimony was he loved Jesus. He, they, somebody, his son had said, anybody that's been fathered by my dad, stand up. And what was it? Fifteen guys around the room stood up, been fathered by Chris Weatherly. Just a brother here in the church was leading one of our life groups, you know. And it gives perspective. He just kept following the shepherd, Jesus. So, moving this thing forward today. You know, we, I am like a child and so are you. A child that needs to be held sometimes. You ever, your child would just be freaking out and you just kind of hold him and go, hey, take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. That's what the Lord's doing here. He guides me into the right paths. Places that need to change. I need to get off of something and on to something. When we see Jesus, it's like we're able to realign our lives to what He wants. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants to bring us into His wisdom and love and peace. And that servant's heart to think about others and to be free from debilitating self-focus and self-promotion or whatever our self thing is for the day, the flavor of self for the day. Now, what will this mean for us? What will it mean for you to align our lives and live this way? What would, you know, Lord, just speak to us right now. What's the right path that you're wanting to lead us onto? What's the place of change where you're where you have the very best for us. You have kindness in store for us, love in store for us, but it's going to mean getting on that right path. You know, you guys, this message is for everybody and you don't outgrow it. There's not one person here that's like, oh yeah, it, this is for all of us. Uh, again, Yancey was telling me about his son, Matthew. A lot of us know Matthew. And uh, the Lord led him to... Uh, fast or shut down his Facebook account and social media for one year. And already, in just that one, and that's, everybody's free. Okay, you follow Jesus. I'm not, but I'm giving an example of what it could look like. And he felt like the Lord was telling him to do that. And already this peace has been flooding his soul. He said he's more peaceful than he maybe has ever been in his life. Okay, but that's, that's as much about following Jesus and just doing what Jesus says. It could be something about money or shopping or TV or movies or what, just whatever the busy kids, kids' activities, all these things that just whip us into a frenzy of activity. And Jesus is saying, I want to guide you in the right path. What's it going to be for you personally? It's a new day, you guys, for trusting the Lord. It is a new day. And why wait till tomorrow? Don't be like Pharaoh. Hey, 
Moses says, when do you want the frogs to leave? Pharaoh goes, let's do it tomorrow. I'm saying, the Lord's coming to you and he's, he's, just, he's making an invitation. Would you like to walk in my peace? Would you like to know this love and life and grace and joy? Then let's start today. Stand up if you would. I'm going to just pray for us today. We've got a little bit more of a special program kind of for the rest of the service here. But I want to just, let's just respond in our hearts to the Lord and then we're going to change gears. Yeah, we don't, no ministry team today, sorry. Just, we're going to pray right here. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you just meet us? Um, I, I pray for those that need to start the journey with Jesus Christ that have never done that. Again, you might just say, Lord, I, I see you. I, I see, uh, I've heard of you, but I want to follow you. I, wanna, I want you to be the Lord and leader in my life. And it might just be a simple prayer like that that just says, Jesus, I, I have blown it. I've gone my own way. And I want to get in. I want to walk with you in all of this life and goodness, all that you've done for me. It just starts with a prayer like that. But it's, it's a daily journey. And that's why even as believers who've been walking with the Lord a long time, I want to just encourage you to say yes again in your heart to Jesus Christ right now. Just might be, again, a prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the King and you're the Lord of my life. And I believe that aligning with you is going to be the best thing for just possible for my life. So Lord, do that. Realign me. Have your way in me. Just that prayer right there is such an important prayer. Just, Lord, have your way. Align me with your path of righteousness, your good path, your right path, in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, just meet us. Lord, all around the room, Lord, I know there's, there's a specifics that you would bring to mind. Lord, and I just ask for the grace to say yes to the, to the next thing. You guys, don't let the enemy beat you down and say just everything that has to change over. It doesn't have to change overnight, but you can take the next step in God's power. You can take a step today in God's power and just following Him and trusting Him and just saying yes. And that's where it starts, right here. And Lord, today we just say yes. Lord, where there's anxiety and running around, bring that peace that only You can bring. Lord, if there's some warning flags going off and some alignment that needs to happen, have mercy, God. Let that love and mercy pursue us even today. Let us be calibrated and aligned just so we can live for You. We want it, Lord. We want to shine for you just like stars in the universe. In Jesus' mighty name. And together as a church, we say, Amen. Love you guys. Please be seated.